Hello and welcome to Social Media Ministries. My name is Spencer Kaufman. Today we are continuing a sermon series about the end times. This is going to be a three-month sermon series, so if you missed our last week's message, you can check it out in the series playlist here. If you're listening somewhere else, uh, navigate to our YouTube channel and you can find that playlist. So, as promised, today we are going to talk about Daniel's dream. So Daniel's dream specifically in chapter 7. So Daniel chapter 7, we read it last week. Hopefully over the week you have read it yourself and have underlined or noted certain spots throughout this that stood out to you because we are going to dissect it and break it down over the next three months. It's a 14-part sermon series. This is part 2. All right, before we dive into that, though, uh, like I mentioned, we are going to continue on with the timeline of the book of Daniel. So let's dive into that. I mentioned that Daniel chapter 7 was written over about uh, three or a six-year, sorry, six-year period. So we're going to check this out. Uh, the beginning of the book of Daniel, or they're not, the chapters are not, in chronological order in the Bible as, it, as you read them. So one, two, three, four, on and on. They're not in chronological order. They're, they're really uh, kind of out of order, uh, some of them and others. So one through four is like first, and then we go to chapter seven and eight, five, nine, six, ten, twelve. Okay, so that's the order. The timeline is it started at about 605 B.C., which is when Nebuchadnezzar took Jerusalem. Daniel and his friends were taken captive in Babylon uh, at about age 15, 16, and then they were groomed to become men of the king. So we skip ahead to chapter 7, which is where we are, and that is in Belshazzar, King's Bel King Belshazzar, <clears throat> and that would be about 553 B.C., and then continuing on with Daniel chapter 7, it would go to about 549. And then uh, chapter 8, which is his vision of the ram and the goat, that is about 548 to 547. So uh, Daniel's vision that we went in isn't really a six-year, but it, the, his visions took, took the uh, time span of about a six-year time span in this instance, chapters 7 and 8. And so chapter 7 specifically... According to the biblical timeline, scholars and everybody, and again, this could be a little bit off, who, you know, plus minus a couple years, but it's from for about a four-year time span. So this one chapter is about a four-year. Last week I said six-year, but that was his entire encompassing vision, so I wanted to clarify that. All right, so now that we have a little bit about the chronological order of Daniel, hopefully you have read the whole book of Daniel. If not, uh, check out the Sparknotes version or start reading it because it's a great story. Uh, Daniel is an excellent man that uh, was fully devoted to God, even as a captive in a foreign land, even unto death. Several times he was willing to follow God. Now, one thing that many people know about Daniel is the Daniel in the lion's den story, uh, that he refused to stop praying to God, and then he was put into the lion's den. But what was Daniel? Well, he was a wise man, one of the king's wise men, and uh, he was actually in charge of all of them, and so the reason he got that is because he was able to interpret dreams. So this is the part that we dive into. Uh, Daniel chapter 2, 
which was shortly after they arrived in Babylon. They were, they were kidnapped, taken away. Uh, Daniel chapter 2 happened and Nebuchadnezzar had this dream and he wanted to execute all of the wise men because they could not tell him what his dream was and then interpret it. And they said, King, that is impossible. First tell us your dream and then we can interpret it. And he said, no. If you truly are wise men, you will be able to tell me what I dreamt and interpret it. Since you can't do it, you're all liars. I'm killing you all. Daniel says, whoa, wait a minute. What is going on that you are going to kill all of us? And then he is told uh, someone needs to interpret the king's dream and, and know what they dreamt. And so Daniel says to the king, hey, listen, give me some time and I'm going to pray to my God and he is going to reveal to me your dream. So the king says, fine, go do it. Daniel comes back and says, here's what you dreamt. And this is Daniel chapter 2. Uh, here's what you dreamt and here's what it means. And the king says, unbelievable, you're in charge. And so Daniel really gets chosen and selected above and beyond because of that ability. And then he um, continues on to, to do wonderful things throughout the book of Daniel. So what's interesting about that and why I bring it up is because Daniel was known to be a great interpreter of dreams. And uh, then later on, he has a dream in chapter 7, and he doesn't know what it means. He's like, I, I, it's, I, it's beyond me. I have no idea what is going on. And so the second half of chapter 7, he's like, I just I don't understand. And so he asked to receive the interpretation, and the being tells him, what the things represent. And then at the end, he says, I still was deeply troubled and I, I have no idea what's going on, but I kept the matter to myself. And so even though he was told what, thing, what they represent, he didn't know specifically what it represented. So what do I mean by that? Well, it says that uh, he told me the interpretations of these things. Now, this is in uh, 7, verse 17. The four great beasts are four kingdoms. Okay, so he knew that they were kingdoms, but Daniel wasn't able to tell what kingdoms they were specifically or when it would happen. Uh, they said that they are kingdoms that will rise, so it's future. So Daniel knew that much, but he didn't know specifically what it all meant. He had an idea, but it was still so much that he was troubled by it. And we find that interesting because Daniel was able to interpret all of these dreams and everything, but the meaning of this was not revealed to him. So that's uh, something very interesting. So what did he see? So let's, let's take a look at Daniel chapter 7, verses 1 through 3. He saw four winds churning up the sea, and he saw four great beasts coming out of the sea. So in those verses alone, some great prophecy on what that is provided that you understand the meaning and the symbolism of what these beasts are and what these four great winds are. So we're going to go through this. Remember one side point is that God loves to speak in parables and representations and symbolism. Jesus spoke in parables all the time, and he did so so that the meaning was hidden and then only revealed to those who could truly understand it. And even some of his disciples didn't understand, and they would ask him, Lord, tell us, tell us what this means. And he would say, are you still so dull? Are you so dense that you don't get this? And then he would explain it to him, but he didn't explain it to all the 12. He only explained it to his inner circle of you know, three or four of them. And he would then interpret what those parables mean. And so that's 
Daniel wasn't revealed. This wasn't revealed to him. He didn't know what this vision meant. So we're going to try to get into that. What do, let's start out with the winds, the four winds, what do they represent? Well, I believe they represent strife, war, and conflict. And why do I think that? We're going to turn to Jeremiah 49. So Jeremiah chapter 49, verses 36 and 37. 49, 36, and 37. I will bring against Elam the four winds from the four quarters of the heavens. I will scatter them to the four winds, and there will not be a nation where Elam's exiles do not go. All right. This is also about Nebuchadnezzar and Babylon in the time of this. Uh, if you go for earlier in the verses, in that chapter, uh, verse 30 is about Nebuchadnezzar and the king of Babylon plotting against you. So this is what God is saying about Elam, and it's that it will be scattered by the four winds. So that's why we think that the vision of Daniel is about strife, war, and conflict, because these four winds from the four corners represent that. Now, does it matter? Uh, yes, a little bit, but basically it's setting the precedent for this. In the first year of Belshazzar, king of Babylon, Daniel had a dream and he wrote it down. There were four winds of heaven churning up the great sea. And so this is going to bring about that before these beasts, what these beasts mean their nations, we're going to have a bunch of conflict, strife, war, all kinds of things happening in this world before we get into what these nations mean. So just know that the end times is going to be war, conflict, strife. That's starting that way. Let's turn to Revelation 17, 15. So uh, Revelation 18 is about the fall of Babylon. We're going to go to chapter 17, verse 15. Then the angel said to me, The waters you saw where the prostitute, where the prostitute sits, are peoples and multitudes and nations and languages. Okay, so the waters are people and multitudes. So in Daniel, the first part of it, it says, He saw four winds of the heaven churning up the great sea. So if we correlate this to Revelation, the waters, the great sea, could be the multitudes of people. So that's us, the humans on the earth. We are the great sea. And then the four winds of heaven are churning up all of us people. So if people are being churned, that's conflict, strife. We're not agreeing with each other. We're being churned and we're going against each other. So the sea is representing the multitudes of people in the nations, according to, if we correlate that with, Revelation. The beasts represent kingdoms. We know this through the interpretation from Daniel chapter 7, uh, verses 17 and 23. So let's read 17. The four great beasts are four kingdoms and then uh, that will rise from the earth. So that's an important point, that will rise from the earth. Then we go to 23. Let's check that out. It says, he gave me this explanation of the fourth beast. Uh, it is a fourth kingdom that will appear on the earth. It will be different from the other kingdoms. It will devour the whole earth trampling it down and crushing it. So the reason I believe this hasn't happened yet is because we're still living on the earth. The whole earth has not been devoured, trampled down, and crushed. One other point that I want to mention is that we can correlate this to Revelation. I didn't just pull this out of nowhere uh, because the, verse 16 in, in Revelation, right after what we just read, 
The beast and the ten horns you saw will hate the prostitute. They will bring her to ruin, leave her naked. They will eat her flesh and burn her with fire. And so it's a different vision that John had years, years later, okay, while he was in exile. And uh, it was a similar vision, though, because it had ten horns. There was a beast with ten horns. Daniel, beast with ten horns, okay. Uh, in Daniel, there was... The, the main adversary, the one horn. In Revelation, it's this prostitute that gets devoured and trampled and torn down. In Daniel, it was the, the one beast. And so they're different visions, but they can be correlated to mean the same thing. They're both visions of the future. And that's another reason why I believe that this Daniel chapter 7 has not happened yet because it is a vision of the future. Now, uh, at the time of Daniel, let me be clear, because in today's time, 2022, some of this stuff in Daniel chapter 7 has happened by now. But at the time Daniel received this dream, it wasn't like he was dreaming something that already happened and already passed. It was a vision of the future. And that's where a lot of people go wrong, and we'll talk about that next week, is a lot of people say, well, Daniel's dream is simply a reflection of another dream that had already happened uh, that he interpreted for King Nebuchadnezzar in Daniel chapter 2. And so it's already happened. It represented nations that are, have already come and gone, and it's done and over with. No. We'll get into that next week. It hasn't happened at this point in time of Daniel. And the reason we know that is because it correlates with this Revelation scripture, which hadn't happened yet at the time of John, which was way after Daniel. And so if both of these are meaning a similar interpretation, or at least the fourth beast, which is what John had, the ten horns, that would mean that that part of Daniel's dream, uh, according to uh, chapter 724, the beast with the ten horns, that hasn't happened yet. But the rest of Daniel's dream, the beginning of it, the other beasts, that part has as of 2022 right now. So we'll dive into that. So the beasts represent kingdoms. What kingdoms do they represent? Well, that's going to be uh, continuing on. What are the beasts? So he tells readers that he saw four beasts. What are they? A lion with the wings of an eagle. So that's a nation, a lion with the wings of an eagle. Then we have a bear with the three ribs in his mouth. It's another nation, and the three ribs can represent even more nations. And we'll get into each one of these every consecutive week. So stay tuned. Hopefully we're setting this up and you're excited about it. Then we have a leopard with four wings and four heads. So that's a nation with four other nations around it and, and the four heads. And then we have the last beast, a terrifying beast with iron teeth and ten horns. And this is one that has not occurred yet. Why? Well, because in Revelation, we have a beast with ten horns. And in Daniel, the beast with ten horns. Now, if they're the same vision uh, different at different times, but we don't know. Maybe Daniel and John both saw that same beast with ten horns. We don't know, but it sounds like they could be similar. And so that part hasn't happened yet. On this beast, the other horn sprouted up and uprooted three of the horns. The final horn had eyes and a mouth. Each of these beasts represents a kingdom or a country, and there will be war and conflict between them all and between the multitudes of people. Remember, Jesus liked to speak in symbolism, parables, visions, and everything like that. And so this is no different. Daniel has received a vision of the future. And why is it of the future? Well, 
Again, we kind of tied it into Revelation there, but next week we're going to get into a little bit more on what it means on the erroneous, uh, on how the beasts represent modern nations and why. Uh, continuing on, we'll just kind of give you a synopsis. So last week, again, we spoke about the overview of the end times today, Daniel's dream, and then we're going to continue on through this series on how the beasts are representing modern nations. So what do I mean about modern nations? That would mean nations that were in yours and my lifetime or at least in our immediate history, not from the Old Testament as other people have believed. We'll dive into the erroneous representation of the beast, which is what they have believed about the Old Testament and that they were nations that have already gone. Uh, that's not the case. They're nations that have happened now. Then we're going to start diving into each of the beasts, the lion into the man, the wings of the eagle, the bear with three ribs, the leopard with four wings and four heads, the leopard head, how it got wounded, and then we're going to get into what it all could mean with the New World Order, the fourth beast, the east against the west, the beginning of the end, and finally, the end times, the, the end of it all. So, if you haven't read Daniel chapter 7, read it. If you're not familiar with the story of Daniel, get familiar. Why do you need to get familiar? It will help you understand who Daniel was in the context. The fact that this dream troubled Daniel so much and he didn't understand it is very, very significant. Why is it significant? Because Daniel knew what was happening. He interpreted other dreams. He was a wise man. He was given the eyes to see and the ears to hear a gift from God. The spirit was strong in him. He knew. And so if he didn't understand this, even though it was the interpretation was given to him, he didn't know exactly what it represented. That could mean one of two things. Either Daniel really didn't know what was going on or that what was going on was not something that would happen in his lifetimes, not something that, that he could relate to the current world in which he lived. Whereas with King Nebuchadnezzar's dream, that he not only received what the dream was, but then also received the interpretation of it, that applied to their world in that time. So Daniel could do that. The, one of the reasons maybe he doesn't understand this one is because it hadn't, it cannot be applied to his time. It was something that is way down in the future. Words, nations that he didn't even know that possibly hadn't even been discovered yet, really hadn't even been discovered yet. And so he was deeply troubled by what in the world could all of this mean because he literally did not have the geological or the geographical reference in the frame of mind to comprehend what it could mean because it was not given to him yet. He hadn't lived it. it. It wasn't even there. It wasn't even discovered. It's something that was so far advanced that he didn't know. And we know that it couldn't be because Daniel didn't understand or didn't know what was going on or was a fraud because if you know who Daniel was and you know the book of Daniel and his story, he should have understood this. So the fact that he didn't understand this means it doesn't mean, but is another great point that it is something that hadn't happened or it is something that wouldn't happen for a very long time. And the fact that it is similar to Revelation and the visions there further uh, emphasizes the point that it is something in the future. So how far in the future? Well, I believe that in terms of our world today, you and me, it is in our past uh, some of it is in our future, but most of it is in our past. And from Daniel, all of it was way beyond in the future. And even from John, all of it, most of that is in the future. Uh, 
Revelation, we can get into that another time. It's a, another great story. Most of what is in Revelation had already happened as well uh, by the time John was there. And they thought Jesus was coming back any day. And then when they realized that, man, he isn't back yet. we got to start writing this down. That's when they started documenting the books of the Bible, the New Testament that we have to read today. So I hope that you're a little bit inspired and intrigued with this. You're probably thinking like, let's get on with it. Let's go. Let's dive into this. Uh, you're stalling. Well, like I said, we got three months to cover this. We got three months to get in. There's a lot of content. So stick with it. Stick with me and read. Learn this. Understand the Bible. And let's do this together. Remember, be polite in your discussion. Be respectful. But definitely do discuss this with others. So let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for this overview of Daniel's dream, this message today. I ask that you would keep people interested in this, that they would uh, dive into it a little bit more about the timeline and about uh, how things happened and when they happened and really uh, understand what was going on uh, during the world at that time that Daniel lived, that it wasn't all uh, daffodils and roses and, and easy. It was a, it was a hard time. And so for them to get these visions, for him to get these visions and of war and conflict and strife and nations and weird beasts and all of this, it could definitely was overwhelming. And the fact that it was so new and something that he didn't comprehend, that it could be so far in the future, Lord, help us to uh, really grasp and comprehend and understand this and then to share it with others and engage in that discussion and Lord allow that discussion to uh, spark interest by other people and that they would then uh, begin that that seed would grow in them and that they would be able to come to you so that uh, they can invite you into their life and that we can reap those seeds that we have sown in their lives in Jesus name amen so if this is your first time with us, check out last week's message as well and stay tuned to the rest of the messages in this series. In addition, uh, feel free to check out other messages on our channel or our podcast. Follow us on social media. If you have any prayer requests, comment below or reach out to us on social media as well. God bless.